past winter, I opened up this gate to the ECC property between the alley and the property here. At first, it was just selfishly motivated because I was too lazy to get off my bicycle and open up the gate. Then something unexpected happened this spring once the sun came out. People started coming onto our property and hanging out right here on the porch. They, they sat on the porch of this building and, and they talked with one another, all because that gate was open. I had removed the lock shortly after the Good Shepherd had closed a year or so ago. So it wasn't just that the lock was gone, but by having the gate open, it communicated something else. It communicated, you're welcome here. I know, I know, I know, come on, Ken. You're stretching it a bit. Don't make too much of this. But then I started seeing cigarette butts on the ground, which was really annoying to me. <laughs> At first, all I could think of was, ah, how selfish, how inconsiderate of someone that they would sit up here and smoke and just toss their cigarette butts on the ground. But then the Lord, in his usual fashion, kind of got my attention. I thought, wait, wait, instead of being annoyed, maybe I could just do the opposite. So I grabbed a few of the chairs we had stacked behind the church and I put them on the porch. And then I made an ash tray from a bucket, filling it full of sand. And I, I picked up all their cigarette butts and I dropped them in the can. I, I admit I was a bit grossed out by picking up someone's cigarettes butts during COVID-19, right? But, uh, and yes, dear, I used gloves. Anyway, anyway, I wanted to communicate in a much stronger way, more clear way. You're welcome here. I was a bit surprised when just a few days later, I saw two more chairs on the porch. And I asked around, none of our folks had put them there. Our guests had found them in the back and they took the hint. And then I glanced down at that nasty little uh, cigarette can that I'd made and twice as many cigarette butts were in it than what I had picked up. Yep, they got the message. You know, I actually think I know who it is. I've talked to them, I think, a few times in the alley, but I've actually never really seen them on the porch. I want so badly to just kind of happen upon them, you know, and, and introduce myself. Hi, I'm Ken. I want to tell them, you know, you're welcome to hang out here. It's, it's fine. I'm just inside if you need anything. Who, who knows? Maybe they'll remember me. Maybe one day they'll actually come inside. Maybe one day they'll actually show up on a Sunday morning. And other ECCers have told me about conversations they've had with other people who are just kind of using this as a shortcut, a cut through. So I'm not the only one who may get a chance to welcome someone just because of an open gate. And when I think of my hopes and dreams for a church, a, a people of God, for, for ECC, I think I always come back to this idea that I want to communicate for all who not just come in through the front doors here on a Sunday, but to those who walk across our property, to, to the people who live next door to us in our neighborhoods. I want to communicate to everyone. You're welcome here. I know. I know this isn't new information for you, you hear me or Andreas say it pretty much every Sunday. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
My knee-jerk reaction was to be annoyed and to wish that those people wouldn't sit on our porch and, and smoke and toss their, their cigarette butts on the ground. That, that was my gut reaction. A longing that I have is that my knee-jerk reaction, that, that gut reaction to those outside the family is that their habits and that their lifestyles would not annoy me. But rather, I could easily just kind of look over their annoyances. And, and, and to be honest, I'm just really frustrated with myself over those knee-jerk reactions. I, I'm asking God to change my heart so that those knee-jerk reactions will be different. And with God's help and God's grace, I want Him to change my first reaction and I want to be able to look past the superficial. And, and actually, that's what I want for all of us. Consider the story of Zacchaeus found in the book of Luke in the Bible. Zacchaeus was a wee little man who climbed in a sycamore tree for the Lord Jesus he wanted to see. And when Jesus passed by, he looked up into that tree and he saw Zacchaeus there. And the text in Luke indicates that everyone around knew a little bit about Zacchaeus. Uh, he was a well-known man. Uh, we learned that he was wealthy. Uh, he wasn't just a tax collector. That, that's where his wealth came from. He was the chief tax collector. We learned he was short, a wee little man. I can just hear Joan or Bill Taylor saying that. And we don't know why, but we learned that he was curious about Jesus. And then finally, we learned that the people saw him in a very negative light. He was well-known indeed, but he was known because of how he cheated people. But Jesus' first words to Zacchaeus, they were not, you annoy me, or you're a sinner, or you should change. No, no, no. Those weren't Jesus' first words. His first words were, you know, I'd kind of like to hang out with you. In fact, can we just go to your place? Now, you got to understand. You have to understand. The act of Jesus talking to him was bad enough. But then to go and to hang out with him, oh, that's terrible. And to go to his house? Scandalous. It's the same way. There's another story in the Bible uh, about a woman caught in an adulterous act. It's kind of the same thing. She was caught in this act and she was dragged into the city center and the men were going to stone her to death for adultery. No one seems to bother to ask where the guy was in this whole story. And Jesus approaches her and his first words were not, oh, you're, you're a failure. Or guy, you really messed up now. Or don't you think you ought to change your ways, young lady? Nope, none of that. His first words were, I, I know you think People were here to stone you, but I've kind of dismissed them. And they've all gone. And no one here condemns you. I don't. You see, my hope, uh, my dream is that you and I can seek God to change our hearts so that we respond to people just like Jesus did. To, to say to someone, I, I know, I know, I know things are hard right now. Life isn't actually going like you want it, but can, can we go hang out at your place? I, 
I know, I know, I know, you've made some mistakes, and to be honest, between me and you, some of these mistakes are going to cost you, but no one condemns you. I certainly don't condemn you. The thing is that Jesus made himself readily available to, to, to losers, to outcasts, to, to scumbags, to, to pimps, to prostitutes, to crooks, so much so that he was actually critically called a friend of sinners. But they didn't just call him names. They actually threw sticks and stones at Jesus. They heard him. Eventually, they killed him. But if you're Zacchaeus, you're that woman who was caught in bed with another guy. You don't say in shock, ha, Jesus was a friend of sinners. No, you say in wonder and in awe, ha, Jesus welcomes sinners. He even eats with us. Can we be open to God doing a work in our individual lives and then us as a community? Can we be open so that this can be said of us? Those people at Emmanuel, they welcome sinners. They eat with them. In a letter to his young mentor, Timothy, the great Apostle Paul says this. He says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And like Paul, we actually are no better than anybody else. We've just experienced the forgiveness and the acceptance of Jesus. So, so how can this look for us? How can this look for us this next season in the life of our community? Well, I have two ideas. And it really kind of begins with me. So the first step is for me, and maybe it, it can be for you too, is recognizing this inconsistency in my life. So we can ask God to make us aware of how we have these double standards and inconsistencies when it comes to those people who are outside the family of God. Kind of like how he changed me from you know, being annoyed by our porch smokers to actually welcoming them. And then the next step for me, maybe it will be for you too, is to accept the person. Even when I don't know much about them or, or if, even if they never agree with anything that I believe. Uh, and this is the part that's actually, at least it is for me, the hardest. Here's the bottom line. I'm asking God to help me not be so judgmental. And to be honest, that doesn't come natural or easy for me. I, I realize that what I'm asking God for myself and, and for us as a community will need the power of the Holy Spirit because it's just not a natural thing to just to be accepting of someone who's different and potentially even annoys us, who disagrees with us. That's not a natural thing. It's important to recognize that when Jesus tells Zacchaeus to come down from the tree, Zacchaeus is still a crook. <laughs> Jesus accepts him and invites himself to Zacchaeus' house before they have any sort of conversation. In essence, Jesus is saying, you belong before you even come to believe. <laughs> now, don't get my words confused. I, I'm not saying Jesus grants salvation to Zacchaeus. That's not what I'm saying. But rather, Jesus accepts 
Zacchaeus, even when he didn't know a whole lot about him. And it's the same way with this uh, woman caught in adultery. Before he ever calls her to quit her life of adultery, and he does, he lets her know first, I don't condemn you. There's no one here. There's no one to condemn you. I'll conclude with this one observation about how Jesus treats people like Zacchaeus. Jesus invites people to come to him as they are. Zacchaeus, you come down out of that tree. Let's go hang out. Just exactly how you are. It's not an invitation to stay as we are. When Jesus invited Zacchaeus uh, down from the tree and himself to Zacchaeus' house, he fully intended to kind of literally stay with Zacchaeus in his heart. He came to save. That's what Jesus does. He saves. So whether it's someone smoking on our back porch or, or someone who's rarely donned the doors of our church, let's make sure that people are welcome, that, that they can come as they are, that no matter where they are on their journey with Jesus, let's just let them know you're welcome here.